has been a minute or so since I last recorded a podcast and um, welcome back <laughs> to me and to you. It's uh, It's been a very interesting journey in the last year and actually I just was having a quiet night in on a Saturday today and decided finally on something that I really wanted to talk about and share with you all tonight, which is the expectations of age and societal pressures. So welcome back if you are tuning in again. Um, You know what this is all about. If it's your first time here, then this is just something I like to record in my own time, in my own space at home, usually in bed. Uh, discussing all kinds of life topics from the things that we normally don't usually talk about or discuss to all the things that we might label and judge as bad or wrong or whatever. So yeah, this is me. Um, I'm feeling quite quiet and timid tonight. Uh, which I'm really learning to accept as well as a part of me. I think uh, a lot of people tend to think I'm a very extroverted person and I put myself out there a lot, Uh, but I have real big moments of wanting to retreat and introvert, and that is why I am in bed on a Saturday night at 9pm, because I always need that bit of space and time to myself to really rejuvenate. So uh, yeah, it's a new year, a whole new decade. Um, Happy New Year. What day are we today? I don't even know. Uh, 18th of Jan. And uh, yeah, so... So yeah, just quickly going back to that, that feeling thing. It's something we do a lot in therapy is, is naming your feelings or acknowledging your feelings a lot. And... I remember, and this is, and I, I'm I'm actually going to record a, an an episode on, um, being introverted because I feel like it gets a lot of bad slack. I feel like there is sometimes a lot of pressure to always perform and be this big thing and be this big voice and kind of put yourself out there all the time. It's always kind of about putting yourself out there, and nowadays, like even when I'm going into social or work situations, and I'm really not feeling out there but maybe the task or what I have to do is pretty extroverted I kind of sit there and I don't know why it always happens when I'm on the toilet (laughs) like before getting ready I'll be peeing on my toilet and I'll and I'll like I'll have a check-in with my feelings and I'm like oh and I feel it in my heart a lot and that's another thing we I learned in therapy as well is to feel where the feelings are in the body and that really helps us to move from the head into the heart. So we're not just in the kind of rational mind trying to understand it, but we're actually just feeling it, which is a way of expression, which is really helpful to then just release whatever we're feeling without really needing to do anything. Sometimes just acknowledging it and feeling that feeling is enough. So yeah, sometimes I sit on the toilet and I feel this kind of like, oof, like this, you know, that kind of a kind of like heart achy feel and then I'm like oh I'm feeling quite sensitive today um or I'm feeling quite sensitive right now and that sensitivity feels like I just want to go inwards and retreat 
and not really be so loud and not really be be this big voice and not really be socializing and 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 I'm like and that's okay um and that's been really really helpful because as soon as I acknowledge that and accept it I'm like yeah that's okay I can still be that and be out in these situations I need to be in or or make the choice to just stay in um but yeah I just that's been on my mind a lot and I wanted to share that anyway so so I'm feeling pretty quiet and timid tonight um and a little bit sensitive and I uh actually wanted to record this podcast uh this episode for so long I've been sitting on this topic for probably just under five years now and it it kind of started coming to me around five years ago but I, I, I never really opened up about it because I was still trying to make sense of it and understand it and it really confused me and there was so much doubt and fear and all the things that come with taboo subjects or subjects that are far from the social norm. And uh, it's the expectation of age. And I'm I'm coming at this topic from the perspective of a woman because I'm a woman. But I also don't want to leave out the expectation that comes with age for men too. So I want to delve into that as well. And, and, and guys, if you're tuned in, um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because it's. I think it's so important for everybody to hear everybody. So I'm coming at this from my experience, and my perspective, women as well. Like I, the beautiful thing about this podcast is actually hearing from you guys, and um, I know some of you have reached out on Instagram or via email, um, sharing your thoughts with me, and um, or you know your experiences, not even thoughts, just your experiences, and it's so insightful. Uh, so yeah, I am. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys, and uh, if you're not uh following me on Instagram, you can find me uh, at Lunar Oniari, which is my alias, and that's L U N A R O N I Y A R I. Um, pretty much, my whole entire me is on there. So yeah, so. So I'm 31 now and I'm turning 32 in July. I'm a cancer baby, July 5th, um, 1988. And age has been such a funny thing for me, especially more so lately. But I will never forget from the moment I turned 27, the pressures of something I'd never really even thought about started coming into my life, and that was marriage. And I don't think I was even in a relationship when people started asking me, oh, when are you going to get married? Or you're next. Um, I don't know if you guys have that thing. It's a very maybe Middle Eastern. So my, my, my background, my family background, I was born in London and I was, I've been raised in London my entire life. Um, but my family are Middle Eastern, very open-minded though, so we don't, you know, I've been really grateful to have a lot of freedom in my life. Um, but there, you know, there has been that question a lot. And it started when I was 27. 
and again, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't in a relationship when it started. But a few of my friends around me had started getting married, some of them younger than that, um, some of them same age, and then a lot of them older. I have a lot of older friends, so that kind of made sense. Makes sense. Why we tie age to it, I have no idea. I mean, you know, that I do and I don't, and this is what I want to kind of question and understand. So, you know, you hit 27. Oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? And I was like, oh, I, I don't really know. I haven't thought about it. and not in a relationship. And it's never for me personally, again, I'm just speaking from my experience, ever been a goal in my life um, or a kind of sense of achievement or something on a bucket list I need to tick off. So when the questions started coming, I was kind of like, oh, I, I've never really thought about it. I've never been a girl either who's you know, dreamt of weddings or like created mood boards of what my wedding was going to be like to the very detail. Um, so it kind of came in as quite alien to me. And I was quite confused, I think, when I first started getting, I was kind of like, huh, am I meant to be thinking about this now? Uh, like, am I getting older? Is Is that what this means? And I started to almost question myself a lot and I started to, that, that fear of time running out started to slowly plant its seeds kind of deep within me where I was like, shit, like, am I supposed to be thinking about, am I supposed to be finding someone now? Am I, and, and it got to me, um, especially when someone once said to me, well, you better start thinking about getting married soon because you want to have kids, right? And it's better to have kids young. And then I was like, ouch, whoa, okay, pressure, what? <laughs> I mean, I haven't even thought about marriage, let alone having kids. Um, and funnily enough, I think I've recorded an episode on this, a few episodes down um, on, it's, I think it's called Marriage Kids and something like that. Um, and and I explain a little bit how from from a very young age, I was very maternal. I think cancer, um, sun signs and cancer tend to be very maternal, but it's always been very much in me to be very maternal. And I was always very into like babies and nurturing and looking after things. And um, I always said, I want to have like 10 kids by the age of 16 and I'm going to adopt kids from all over the world. And it was just, I just always wanted to care for things. And I still have that very big and deeply inside me but a lot of that also came from unhealthy intentions of needing that mothering myself so because I really needed that mothering I wanted to mother everything because I knew what it felt like to have a lack of that and so through therapy through years of that through healing that kind of mother wound I started to to feel like I, I started to to have to mother myself in order to heal and um at the same time started to recognize that that desire dropped and then so I started questioning a lot whether people were having children a lot to fill this void in their life looking for that external happiness again in a relationship in a marriage in a in a car in a house in a baby in a you know always kind of reaching outside of us for this idea of happiness and Anyways, I didn't focus too much on anyone else, but I just recognized in myself that, okay, 
I, you know, am healing this wound and I no longer have this desire and actually I'm really committed to myself at the moment and 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 fueling myself in from from deep within me um and doing the things that really fuel me from the inside and that really enabled me to stop searching for so much outside of myself and just being really content in the present moment with wherever I was at and whatever I have um so so yeah so so I I did I I I wasn't always someone that that you know didn't think so much about having children because I I was the total opposite of that but in my older years now in my adult life and I guess through doing a lot of healing work I've realized it's not my priority or desire or need because I don't really feel like I have this void to fill I feel really content with myself so So yeah, so when I started to, and at 27, I was, I mean, I started therapy at 21. So at 27, I was deep in, deep into the inner work. <laughs> and, but I remember that pressure kind of hitting me being a bit like, should I be thinking about this now? Um, is that quite old? I know a few of my friends that were around the same age were having babies. Um yeah, and it, and it kind of freaked me out, but I didn't think too much about it. And then 28, I was in a relationship, 29, 30. So from 28 till 31, I, I was in a four-year relationship and uh, we were engaged. It's a whole other episode to delve into because that brought up a lot of fear in me. Um, and that presented its, you know, its own obstacles and challenges for me to, to grow through. But for four years, you know, it really then kind of became this pressure of not the babies because I was very certain that I didn't want children in those years and I didn't really understand why. And that's what I want to talk about because I know I'm not the only one out there is that we have this idea that everybody and anyone under the sun wants to get married and wants to have children and if you don't you're a demon that's been my experience so whenever I voiced that um I don't believe in marriage or not I don't believe in marriage but like maybe my idea of marriage is different what that actually means to me is quite unique to me it's not that I don't believe in it I think commitment is a beautiful thing I think it's a beautiful practice uh, being in relationship generally is a beautiful practice and is a marriage in itself. It's a coming together of two people and what you decide to, uh, what you, how you decide to commit to your partner with your partner is a joint decision between you two that is building a bond of intimacy and trust and communication and love between two people. And for me, that's all that matters. I don't care about the external shit of um, signing a fucking paper, which I understand, excuse me, whilst I get really passionate about the subject. I don't have anything against it either. And I think that for many reasons, for, for you know, it, it, it could be very necessary um, and... Um, 
I think everyone's kind of, you know, entitled to their own choice with it. And, and I'd be very happy to get married in a traditional way. Also, I don't have any kind of hatred for it, but for me, it's just a deeper meaning. Um, you know, all that other stuff doesn't matter whether it happens or it doesn't. If you have that connection and understanding with the partner that you are committing to, then that's all that really matters to me. So I would express that sometimes because I I felt like I wasn't really being heard for what my idea of a marriage was and everyone was just expecting a wedding when I was in this relationship even before we got engaged oh when are you guys gonna get married oh where are you gonna have the wedding where are you blah 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 away and I just thought you know what even if we did get married I don't even know if I'd want to invite anyone (laughs) maybe we go off and we just do a beautiful ceremony on our own maybe we come back and celebrate with like 20 of our family and, and you know, whatever, keep it really intimate or, um, but there was this, this whole, I, and, and I spoke about it quite a lot with members of my family and friends and, you know, my dad would always say, you know, we just want to celebrate you and you're like, and I, and so I get that and that is a beautiful thing. So over time I've understood that and I'm like, yeah, but then I want to also celebrate in the way that feels true to me. Um, and, uh, and that might be something really intimate. It might be something really mental. I mean, sometimes I've had mental ideas and I'm like, cool, let's celebrate. Let's like, yeah, have some weird cyber Japanese sake, you know, strip club celebration. Um, <laughs> I hesitated there. I was like, ooh, don't want people to know the depths of like my dark mind. Um, but yeah, I think that would be fucking cool. Anyways, so... I, um, felt a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, and, um, it's just kind of, it's, it, it, it kind of made me laugh at the beginning, and then, and then very quickly got very irritated with people asking me all the time, uh, especially because a lot of the time it were, you know, people I'm close to, friends or, and then the moment we got engaged, it's like, I was already getting, when are you getting married questions because silently said, it was like, because you're getting older now, um, or you guys have been together for two years. And it's like, so <laughs> sometimes it takes 10 years to get to know someone. Also, what's the rush? Yeah, that's another big thing in mind. I've, I've, I'm someone who hates being rushed with anything in life. Ask my sister. She can't stand it. She's very like, go, 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 go. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I take my sweet ass time. I'm like, Mm-mm, no one is rushing me. We're keeping this very chilled. I'm going to breathe and move at my own pace. And some people get so irritated. Um, but that is how I've maintained a calmer life because that feel that resonates with me so much more than rushing to get somewhere. I really believe that 
it's so much more about the journey than it ever is about the destination. And so just enjoy each moment, each present moment and what it's presenting in that moment is always a gift. So, yeah. Um... gather my thoughts so all these questions and then when we got engaged it became a, a an intensified amount of questions when's the wedding when's the wedding when's the wedding you better invite me i'm coming where's it going to be but and it was like, uh, what? Um, and then I opened a business and that completely took over my life. And I went through a lot of changes and a lot of deep awakenings and a lot of things, a lot of different things happening in my life. Um, and we decided in the end to, to, to part ways and that has also, of course, presented its own big challenges and changes. And this is all last year. So last year was a big year of change for me. Very, very big year of change in a very, very painful, painful, painful way. It was like one thing after another, whether it was like family members, family members getting ill, losing, like, you know, really experiencing loss and, and grief and um even in my work life like you know losing aspects of myself and needing to be responsible for this other thing other than myself which I, I wasn't used to which is like having a baby um so you know <laughs> that really put things deeper into perspective for me it's like you know you hear all these mothers say I don't have time for myself and yeah I get what that's like and it really does run you dry and it's a very scary place to be because if you can't prioritize yourself first even in those moments where you are responsible for something that is calling your attention pretty much 24 7 um, then it can feel really well for me it felt very lonely and exhausting and dark and it was probably the darkest place I'd been in in a very long time and it really threw me off and I felt really uh, unable to express how I felt. I felt quite, um, I felt very overwhelmed. I didn't know how to share. I'm usually expressive and able to communicate with just even a close friend, but I didn't even feel like I knew how to do that. I was so kind of thrown with it all at the same time. So the only kind of thing for me to have done was to sort of sit in it and, and just and allow the feelings to come through. But I didn't have that time because everything was calling on my attention, whether it was work, family, relationship, friends, um, so much trauma was happening that it was just like really overbearing. So yeah, so so it was an interesting journey. And 
I'll delve into the, the journey of starting a business in another, in another episode. But so my point is, is basically, you know, that there, there came all this pressure. Then, so then the relationship ended and, and there's, there then still was this, you know, kind of people went quiet about the marriage thing. Um, but then there was this pressure of like, don't you want to have kids? And that happened a lot when I was in a relationship. Don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to have kids? Aren't you having babies? And when I'd say no, people's reactions really threw me off because I was like, isn't that my choice? And just because I'm a woman, does that mean that that's the only way I create? Because there's something so beautiful about creation that we don't acknowledge enough. And we see creation as as purely a kind of uh, giving birth to a child. But giving birth to ideas, giving birth to um, actual cr- creativity, um, not actual creativity because everything is creation, everything in life that we are experiencing on a daily basis are the forces of creation and destruction. And we need destruction in order to create. And it's the beautiful goddess, Hindu goddess Kali, who depicts that destruction so that we are then able to create. And that can come in forms of art. It can come in forms of dance. It can come in forms of business. It can come in forms of work. It can come in forms of um, sex. Sex is a very big creative act. And it's such a taboo subject. And it's been deemed as something so dirty and bad. And, and you, you know, in a lot of religion don't have sex until you're married and you only have sex to have a baby and you know all this sorry that noise in the background is my dog furiously scratching the carpet phoenix good boy (laughs) um so you know there are all these different elements in which we create and it's the womb is a big space for creation but we all hold this creative life force energy men and women And it's so important that we acknowledge it and we understand what creation really is because it is not just uh, having a baby. And I think that because we've lost our touch with a lot of other aspects of creation, we have solely focused on creating babies as our entire life purpose. And that I really do believe that that void that we try to fill with having babies can be so deeply fulfilled with the creation of, of, of other things in life. Uh, humans are very creative. That is how we've evolved. That is how we, we have sustained life through creation. You know, our ideas, our imaginations manifest into a reality and we create cities and, and all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> we have invented so much stuff. And I think that's a beautiful example of what we are capable of and what, what creation is capable of and then we have obviously the greater source of creation whether you want to call it God or the universe or science or whatever but there is so much more in creation than we understand or that we've been taught 
so so yeah so when 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 i would hear people's reactions and they'd come back with a what do you mean you don't want to have kids why don't you want to have kids and i i have a few friends now that just get it and they're not pushy with their opinions and obviously when people are pushy with their opinions it's always a, coming from a place of projection but how i react is a great reflection of me there's that saying that quote whatever however it goes but whatever people are saying to you is always kind of somewhat a projection of them and then how we react is a reflection of where we're at with whatever is being presented to us so you know why don't you want to have kids and it's just like maybe I don't and I felt so alien and then I started to feel like is there something wrong with me and I still get it I still get it and you know now I'm I'm 31 and you know kind of age does dawn on me a little bit which is so alien to me because I've also never been someone that's like looked at age or thought about it but you start I've started to notice kind of changes in my body and in my skin and with like 50 million new gray hairs and all the fun stuff and it's like wow this is a real practice of surrendering um and yet also a really great practice of acceptance acceptance of life and not trying to battle that or fight that because that's so exhausting and this is just the cycle of life and it's really beautiful and I feel really grateful that I get to live it and it's a great initiative to really start to know what you want and what you don't want it's a great time to start to know what you want and what you don't want and and really just surrender into that um feeling and and that that feeling that is the truth which is this is the cycle of life and with that comes a lot of fear and doubt i think and again i'm speaking from my own experience but am i where i you know thought i would be at this age and what have i achieved and um and then there's the kind of vanity side of oh my god what am i going to look like in like 10 years time and i'm going to be old and wrinkly and gray and and am i going to be able to have babies and am i still going to be attractive and you know, all these things that kind of go through our heads sometimes that are so human. And yet I don't hear anyone goddamn talking about it. And so again, we kind of get into that space of feeling so alone in our thoughts, feeling like a failure. Have I done enough? Am I enough? Um, Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I abnormal if I don't want to have children? What does that mean? How is my life going to look? Where am I going to be? It's kind of like last year threw a real big spanner in the works for me. And it was like, all of, you know, it was like for four years, my life felt like it was running smoothly. Everything was going great. I had love. I had, um, you know, beautiful family, uh, still do. And I, you know, everything's going great and works good. And, and I feel clear and and now I'm engaged and we're going to live together and we're going to have babies. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, 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 bam. Nope, 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 nope. And it was like, whoa, what's happening? And funnily enough, in my chart in numerology and astrology, a lot of last year was letting go of illusions. And I only found that out much later on down the line. And I was like, ah, 
that's what's been going on. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty damn crazy because it was spot on. And I was like, okay, wow, all the walls of illusion have been breaking down and are taking me back to my truth. And, and that put me in a very vulnerable and scary place where I felt like, shit where like it, it it really felt like I'd been stripped and stripped and stripped and stripped away raw to my core um all these kind of identities that I'd created for myself had been taken away all these masks all these identities um all these I ideas of who I thought I was totally stripped away so all of a sudden I'm standing there you know, near the end of last year being like, who am I? And that was such a piercing question for me because for so long now, I thought I really knew who I was. I hadn't had that question of who am I in probably ever, honestly, in my life. (laughs) I've always been really certain about my direction, what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy, what I... And and I and I I am, but but all of a sudden, like so much was stripped away so fast, that I was like, whoa, wait a minute, who am I? What am I doing in my life? What is my purpose here? Like, how am I executing my purpose? How am I living my truth? What is this? What does this all mean? What does this actually all mean? And I'd say that that kicked off from the moment I was proposed to, interestingly. What does this all mean? What is life? What is the purpose of this? I've always, from a very young age, uh, lived, lived a lot by my truth and was never easily peer pressured. And I always thank God that I was never easily peer pressured because I would have been like, a serious junkie crackhead like completely fucking up in all areas of life if I was easily peer pressured um (laughs) but something in me has always guided me and that has been my intuition and I've always had a very strong strong connection to my intuition and also external sources to me that I've always called my angels or god or the universe and something greater than than me and I've always felt very led by that and and very trusting in that yes there have been times where I've kind of lost connection with it but when something doesn't feel right for me I question everything and there's a very big difference between fear and intuition that's a whole other episode as well it's great I'm coming off of episodes this episode Fear and intuition, you can tell the difference. When you get to understand the difference between fear and what intuition is trying to tell you, there is a difference. But when I, So when I feel that something doesn't feel good, I feel into that and I feel into the fear of it. I feel into, okay, is this a fear? Where is it sitting? Yes, and I understand the fears. And then intuitively, where, does, where do I feel that in my body that that doesn't feel right? And what does that mean to me? And I sit and I question everything and it takes reflection alone time solitude and that's when I go into deep deep reflection whether it's in nature or alone or and I, I I always need to do it in solitude it's the only it's the only time I get to really be with my with my feelings and um 
yeah, so... It had me questioning a lot, you know, around what marriage really is, commitment, monogamy, polyamory, what are these other options, you know, what makes sense, how did we evolve, where did marriage stem from, I really went into it deep, I started to read a lot, I started to try and understand a lot, um, so that I could kind of collect all of this research and then see which resonated with me most. And, uh, and I feel like eventually, I feel like finally I've started to understand myself better. And it became a case of understanding what I want, what I want and what feels true to me. And if that can be matched in a partnership with someone, then that's a beautiful thing. And if not, then I'm not going to force myself into something if I don't believe in it. Because uh, I find that a very, very sad existence. And uh, I'm getting really, really... Comfortable is not the right word because it's not even comfort. I'm becoming more and more in love with being in my own company, which for so long of my life was a huge fear of being alone, like being with myself and with my thoughts. And um, that I'm, I'm happy here and, I, and I'm, I'm content here and I feel good and fueling myself with all, all these things that I love is really allowing me to live from a, a, a lot more of a whole place and not needing, again, that external source that relationship to fill me it's like I'm coming to you whole and hopefully that attracts someone whole back where it's not like I need you to survive because you feel a part of me that I've had missing from my childhood it's like I am love and I am whole and it's like yeah and and that's reciprocated I am love and I'm whole let's come together and be whole together and have you know our individual um, identities where we're not merging into one another um, but then also this beautiful co-creation and sharing of life and I I think that that's a beautiful thing and 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 um, I thought for a while am I you know am I afraid or you know is there fear and fear of commitment and there I definitely dealt with that uh, a lot in my past um and maybe there are still elements of that that lie within me. Uh, I'm not sure, to be totally honest. Um, I don't think it's a fear of commitment. I think I have more like a f fear of being hurt, which I think is uh, a very natural thing for humans to, you know, when you really open yourself up to love and you're displaying your vulnerab vulnerability um, you know, the idea of fe feeling hurt, uh, feeling pain, feeling loss uh, comes with love. It does. It's its partner. We have everything in balance, you know, dark, light, sun, moon, love, loss. And it's inevitable. And I think when you accept that we're inevitably always going to feel uh, pain, that's not something we can escape from. Uh, it's how we deal with it that matters. And etc etc that makes all the difference um 
but also there's a big part of me now that just really settles into uh, really tells myself to settle into trust, that trust, that trust that whatever I do experience, painful or loving, trust that I'm able to deal and cope with it and that it's all just going to be a learning lesson. And that's really, really helped keep my heart open um, in a healthy way with boundaries and in knowing what I want to let in and what I don't want to let in and what I'm willing to commit to also. And with the whole babies thing, it's really funny because it's still a topic of mine and I actually decided to record this tonight because I was with a lot of my friends last night for a friend's birthday. Again, they're older friend groups, um, but everyone has babies, pregnant, just had a baby, married. And it's so beautiful, but it's it's also so bizarre sometimes. I'm, I'll be standing in a room like, wow, we're all so much older now and everyone's so much older yet so the same still and it's this kind of really surreal experience for me because you know you remember all the times when you were so much younger and you know responsibilities weren't so much a thing and everyone was just getting you know fucked up and having fun and whatever and everyone's still kind of doing that in in uh in lesser ways (laughs) um but you know with having with having babies comes huge responsibility and, um, you know, and, and I see a lot of my friends who are parents who are very exhausted all the time and have no time and it's, you know, this great big thing. And, and a lot of the time I look at that and I just feel like I don't want it. <laughs> and then a part of me questions, uh, you know, is that, Am I pushing responsibility away because I don't want to grow up? Um, or, you, you know, am I just not wanting to have a child and that's okay? And that's the conflict between the doubt and the truth. Because it's so, it's because it's deemed strange if you're a woman or even a man. I'd be interested to hear how men feel this. I know men have societal pressures in different ways. But it's it's deemed as somewhat strange or unusual if you don't have a child. And it's like, oh, they don't have children. And it's like, was that a, a, an empowered decision? Or most of the time people will think that it's because she wasn't able to have kids or they weren't able to have kids or there's something wrong with her. And there's a lot of shame um, in cultures uh, around women who are unable to bear children especially when medically they they can't and then women feel so ashamed and like their whole life purpose has become meaningless and I I've seen it I've seen it happen with people I know and so it's like you know it's never like oh she chose not to have a children because she is creating in so many other ways and she's this beautiful empowered woman and at the same you know it's it's rarely ever that and it's and it's it's usually like oh she doesn't have kids oh she's gonna be miserable poor her she must be so lonely blah 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 um she's she's not married she doesn't have kids she doesn't have a husband almost like you're this broken individual. And I find it honestly hilarious. 
because it's just, you know, I then see the kind of opposite, opposite end of that with people who do have children, but, you know, are so unhappy and um, living in really broken relationships and, but not really dealing with them and, and going through divorce and, and, you know, it's all, it's all a part of, of life. It's not wrong or right. Uh, it just amuses me. The judgment with it amuses me. And I think we could all do with changing our perspectives a little bit more and not projecting or judging on others' decisions and also opening up the norm to be not just one way, not just this narrow-minded route that can feel really isolating for some people because I think for me it's felt really isolating. Um, I've questioned myself so much because it's like, is this normal? And very rarely I've met like two or three couples who are much older who decided not to go down the route of having children uh, and not for any reason other than they just really enjoyed each other and they just enjoyed life without children and they were fulfilling their lives in very different ways and, and that's just the path that they chose and they have nieces and nephews that they that they love and I think that's a beautiful thing and, and I don't see why it can't be accepted or why it's looked upon as something strange or um, or something sort of faulty or... So it's a very interesting topic and I'd love to hear from anyone who is married or in a committed relationship has been for a long time and has decided not to have children because I'm honestly really wanting to interview anyone who uh, has gone who, who has made that decision um and and why I'd, lo- I'd love to understand why and how you're experiencing that and 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 I just feel like it needs to be shown a lot more uh, as an empowered decision and, and as, as a decision that's, decision that's okay to make. Uh, you're not wrong or a bad person if that's the path you decide to choose. So, you know, a lot of the time people have made assumptions that that's, that's the path. And so I get a lot of Oh, when you, you know, when you have children, it's like when I have children or if I have children, because I haven't decided if I want to have children yet. Um, and I love babies and I really appreciate them. And I, and I see my nephews and my friends' babies and it's just, they're the most beautiful, precious beings. And, you know, I think from a very young age, I also always wanted to adopt. So there's also this big part of me that goes, I'm, I know I'm able to have children, but I also see that the world has so many children that are in need of love and are in need of families. And sometimes when I've expressed that to people close to me, they'd be like, what, you want to adopt? Why? Just have your own child. And it's like, I know I can have my own child if I want to, but I find adoption really, really beautiful. I think if you're, you want to give your love to a, 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 a being uh, who is pure, unconditional love and, and needs that growing up, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like there are so many kids in this world who don't have that. And I would love to give in that way. You know, I think it's a very beautiful thing to also have a baby. I'm not anti it. And 
you know, to, to have your own child is a very beautiful thing. And maybe one day I will feel like I really want to bear a child. And I do. And there there are parts of me, you know, some t- part times in my life where I feel like I really want to have a baby now or I really want to have a baby. And that feels like a very beautiful feeling. And I know I'd be a really beautiful nurturer. And I know that's very innate within me. And it will be a very beautiful time. And I guess my intuition will really tell me when that feels good, when it when it feels good, uh, when it's, you know, not just trying to kind of fill a fill a void or, or rushing to a, a, um, a destination because, oh, my God, I'm nearly 32 and everyone seems to be making that out like that's really old. And I'm like, dude, people are having kids in their 40s. And then you get the fear mongering of, yeah, but when you're 35, you have less eggs and you should think about freezing your eggs. And I've had all these conversations guys, all of these conversations from people close to me. It's time you go freeze your eggs. Um, please bear in mind I'm 31, not 51. Um, <laughs> it's time to go freeze your eggs. When you have a baby, uh, the, the older you get when you have a baby, the less your body's going to bounce back. Um, you're going to be really tired if you're a mom at 40. Like You're not going to be able to keep up with your kid. Um, you, uh, chances are, you know, it's going to be much harder and you then might not be able to, so then you've just missed your chance. Uh, all of these kind of crazy things. And I'm like, what the flying fuck? And again, I've met women who have had their first child. I met a woman at this meditation studio I used to work at who had her first child at 45 and she was a seriously hot Italian mama, like super fit, super in shape. She'd had like three kids from starting from the age of 45 and she was amazing and she was such an inspiration to me and I was like wow and I asked her and I was like all natural and she was like all natural and she's like you know and she told me she she hadn't really like felt like she had met anyone that was really the one and and then life happened and she ended up marrying her like childhood best friend at the age of like 40 and at 45 they had children. Anyways, I was just like, wow. And I was like, this is amazing. And these are the kind of stories I feel like we need to hear more of because why is there so much fear mongering around, around it? Uh, like it, it's, it's such a pressure and it's such a, it's such a horrible pressure and it's so unnecessary. And so again, women, men, if you have had kids at a much older age, please reach out to me because I'd love to interview you and, and, and understand and, and, and let everyone hear your experience of that. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny, the whole age thing. I, I went to go see um, my nutritionist lately, trying to get back on top of my health after last year. And uh, she said, you know, bring any of your blood test results, uh, especially any you have from an endocrinology, you know, now, now that you're at the age of uh, probably wanting to look at your fertility, it would be good to go through that. And immediately I, I, I got quite triggered and it was over the phone and I was like, mm-hmm. And then I didn't kind of say anything about it. And then when we sat in consultation, I, um, you know, we were going through all my kind of case taking and halfway through again, she says, you know, 
you know, in a, in a kind of jokey way, like, oh, yeah, and so, you know, fertility, let's look at that, because, you know, I'm sure you're at the age now of where you, when you want to have babies. And then I was just like, no, <clears throat> maybe I'm not. <laughs> mm, I'm at the age that everyone thinks that I should be thinking of having babies, but I'm not. And and I said that to her, and I was like, yeah, not really. And also, I'm I'm like, I'm just... I'm just not. And she was like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, and I kind of case taken, carried on. Um, and then, and then I went to go see my gynecologist. And, um, you know, and I said to him, I said, doctor, you know, everyone, everyone keeps like troubling me about my age. And you know, what are the chances? And he was like, how old are you? I was like, yeah, 31. He was like, are you mad? He was like, I have delivered babies from so many women that have had children in their late 30s, early 40s, even older. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God, he put me in such a nice place and spoke to me about all the science of it and then was telling me anyways, whatever happens, the technology that, you know, and it was great. And I was like, finally, someone that's like, you know, putting my mind at ease with this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really just wanted to record this to, to get that out there. Again, like with every podcast, every episode I shared on this podcast, it's really just sharing my experience and talking about subjects that people don't really talk about. Uh, and I and I really believe that that's when we tend to feel like we're alone in our thoughts and in our feelings because there's fear amongst sharing such vulnerable topics. And there definitely was for me in these last five years. And eventually, finally, tonight, I've been like, yes, okay. This is, this is the time. I feel comfortable now. I feel passionate now about wanting to express this. And uh, that's kind of just where it's all at right now. Um, it's kind of just where it's all at right now is just really accepting with uh, accepting whatever your truth is and following your truth no matter what everything outside of you is telling you you should or shouldn't do it doesn't matter if you tune into yourself if you can sit with yourself and you can truly tune into your own feelings and go, go deep, go into your own journey, journey, journey hard. And that's the most terrifying part is that so many of us are so afraid to be in our aloneness, to go on that journey, to find out who we really are, because we build and build and build and build these masks that essentially become our personality, persona, the root word, Latin root word coming from mask. Um, you know, from 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 birth, really, and it, and it kind of becomes our armor. So to break that all down, to break that all down, it is breaking down our identity. And this is a lot of what Vipassana uh, meditation is kind of like breaking down your identity, going back to the core of who you really are is painful, because you revisit these masks, essentially, that we put up 
our kind of armor that we put up at any time we experience some kind of pain in our life from birth, maybe even from before birth. So it's we almost sort of revisit these wounds once we break down these walls, we revisit the wounds and we go inward. Imagine like an onion full of layers. We break down a layer, go in, break down a layer, go in, break down a layer, go in. And the very center of that onion is our hearts, which is where our truth lies. And that is the most important thing, I think, about our existence in life is getting back to that truth, because that, for me, is the source, the source of where we come from, the source of where we go. It is truth. It is love. It is source. And so I really encourage that journeying inwards, um, that the reflection, the, the solitude, stepping out of our comfort and, and meeting our fears and doing what we need to do in order to really break down those layers, which can come with very painful decisions as well. Our environments might change, our friendships change, our relationships change. But that is what is going to take you to your essence, to who you really are. And that is where our greatest purpose lies and our happiness. Happiness is not a constant, but that is where our fulfillment lies, let's say, better word. That is where our true fulfillment lies. So go on that journey. Allow yourself to feel. Don't put a time on it. There's never a time on these things. It can take years. It can take months. It can take, take weeks. It can take a few days. It never takes days. It's a lifelong practice. <laughs> but each time you're breaking down a layer, you're getting closer to who you really are and to what you actually want to live a life that's more fulfilled and true to you. And whatever you're attracting is a reflection of that. So when you can get to that truth in you, you will start attracting that truth in someone else. And how beautiful is that? And that is a, a, an intimate connection. That is a connection of, of intimacy, of deep love, of real love. Not just lust and desire and need to, to fix and fill and be a void and then you get bored and then you're like, oh, on to the next one and you get into another relationship and you find yourself in the same pattern going over and over again. <laughs> when we do our own inner work, we attract back wherever we're at always in life. So when we do our own inner work and we're able to heal the wounds, we come from a more whole place, we attract something more whole. And out of that becomes a beautiful co-creation of relationship that can then become a beautiful co-creation if you decide to co-create in that way and having babies. I really wish we could all make babies from that place of true love. But, you know, we're all here on our journeys. And even the babies that are being born into this world today 
are here to experience whatever they are experiencing in the, the families that they've chosen to be a part of because that is part of their own journey. And that is the dimension that we're living living in right now on Earth is, you know, of a sl slightly lower vibration, feeling through suffering, feeling through pain uh, in order to transcend. And we're all still kind of in that state of, of uh, waking up in order to transcend. So... Everything is as it is meant to be. Everything is happening as it's meant to be. A lot of the time also, I say surrender. Uh, surrender to the, the, the greater divine and it's working. Because sometimes we might think we're in control. And this was a very big also lesson from last year. We might think we're in control, but we're never really in control. <laughs> we're never, ever, ever in control. That's not to say, like, live your life with the whole motto of YOLO and do whatever the hell you want. Make informed <laughs> decisions when you can that are intuitively felt. But really, nothing is ever in our control. And how relieving is that? To be able to trust that there is something so much greater in our working that is not here to punish you or to make you have a bad life, that is here as an opportunity even through its pain, always through its most painful times, is an opportunity to grow you. It's an opportunity to grow through that deep darkness and pain into the light so that we can transcend our own consciousness and in that way also transcend the consciousness of our entire planet of the entire of our entire existence and that ladies and gentlemen is a note i am going to end on because it's been probably yeah about an hour now and um i really enjoyed this I really, really enjoyed this and I hope you guys did too. And if not, that's completely cool too. I would love to hear from you. Um, really, really would love to hear your experiences and your thoughts on all of this. So whatever you are, whether you're a parent, non-parent, a uh, parent who had a kid much older in life, a couple who have decided not to have children or even not a couple, maybe you're single and just decided to make that empowered decision of being single and maybe having multiple relationships or uh and not having children i don't know but i would love to hear we need to hear it more life is not the disney fairy tale we've been sold our entire lives in every romantic movie if you you grow up you fall in love you get married it's a heterosexual relationship and then you have children you grow into a home and you have babies and it feels really robotic to me um so i would love to hear your human stories away from the fairy tale the real raw human truth what did it for you why did you make those decisions how did it feel uh if you're down to chat i would love to to hold another episode on this and perhaps we can do an interview and go deeper into into your experiences so please please get in touch um you can email me um, 
or actually better to 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 contact me on Instagram because my emails uh, I'm terrible with my emails I'm terrible generally guys with my phone and emails and and contact um I like hide into my cave but please do get in touch uh on Instagram lunar oniari l u n a r o n i y a r i I'd love to do this other episode with you guys um thank you all for tuning in and listening to my ramblings um yeah i hope this gave you some sort of feeling of we're in this together uh and if it triggered you amazing um Triggers are great. They're always great teachers for showing us where we're at in our own work and why something triggered us so much. Um, and again, it's another op- opportunity to heal. But yeah, I'm loving you all loads. And uh, it's been really nice to be back on here. So thanks for tuning in. And I will hopefully be seeing you much sooner than in another year's time because there are definitely a few topics to delve into tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys soon. I'm going to end with my usual favorite song of the day.
Thank mm-hmm. you.